Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for Friday, the 10th of June. I'm Paul White, and I want to thank you for joining me on our walk through Paul's letter to his young friend Timothy, 1 Timothy, in your New Testament, part of two little letters to Timothy. First and 2 Timothy constitute probably the final two letters from the Apostle Paul, whose contributions make up about two-thirds of the written New Testament. And he's probably the most um, important figure outside of Christ. I don't think I'm stretching it. Probably the most important figure outside of Christ to Christianity as we know it. In scholarly circles, there's much debate over whether or not that should or should not be. Did the Christianity that, say, James and Peter extol in the book of Acts and in their writings differ in any way from the Christianity that Paul uh, writes about and who wins because history says Paul wins. His version of Christianity goes on to be the version. I, in that debate, lean towards Paul's version surviving because Paul's version was the revelation of a new covenant given to him by Christ and the reason it survived is because that was the direction the Holy Spirit took with the gospel, was away from this marriage of, of sort of a Judaism plus Christ, Judaism plus a Savior. It severed that, it got rid of that, so that it could include everyone into what I think Paul called the true Israel of God. Um, you gotta, if you go down that road with Paul, then you got to rethink what you think about Israel and whether or not God's hand is quote-unquote on them as a people or on that nation. And to be against that doesn't make you an anti-Semite. You're not anti-anything. You just don't have to fall into the camp of believing that God prefers one group of people over the other. Because if you think God prefers one group of people over the other, how do you know you're not far from thinking God prefers one race over another, or one gender over another, or one country over another? And if those don't seem that far-fetched to the theology of God that you've created or that you adhere to, then I think you're in, you're in a dangerous territory about making God into the image that you think he should look like culturally. Oh boy, that's quite an introduction, right? That's a lot. That's a lot, that's a lot for a Friday. We're supposed to be heading towards the weekend, cruising. What am I doing? Well, you wrestle with those things as you will. Do with them what you will. You keep coming back to this podcast because you want to think a little bit. You want to stretch your mind a little bit, but you also want to be in a safe space to do so, a space where you know Christ is going to be honored and we're going to do what we can to shine the spotlight on him, and there's no exceptions to that. That's exactly what we intend to do. I want to do something a little different today, and then I want to read a block of Scripture. Um, we, do, we normally, when we're doing these walkthroughs, kind of take it a, no more than a verse at a time usually, but sometimes a sentence at a time, even when it really needs some breakdown, a word or two at a time. But this last portion of the fourth chapter... If you think about the context of this chapter, Paul's been warning Timothy about false doctrines that keep trying to put asceticisms on people. This sort of fleshly, stop doing this. This is sort of the high morality preaching. 
Um, high morality preaching gets you a lot of bookings, by the way. Gets you a lot of amens. Um, and then if you aren't, say, quote-unquote, high morality preacher, they consider you an apostate, a progressive, part of the problem. Um, I've had all of those descriptions because I don't think preachers are... I don't think our main goal is to preach high morality. Um, and I think if high morality is your definition of what it means to be a real Christian... And that has nothing to do with sharing the love that the Father has for the, all of his, all the human family. Then I don't know if we share the same Christianity. <laughs> with that said, there is instruction to be had. That doesn't mean we preach high morality as a means of determining our righteousness. But we do preach instruction. So after this false apostates, these false asceticism preachers... Paul tells Timothy what a good minister actually does, doesn't follow superstitions and trains himself in godliness. And then he sets us up, we'll read starting in verse 11. These are the things that you must insist on and teach. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I arrive, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhorting, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Put these things into practice. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Now, I didn't read this long block. That's through verse 16. That's the end of the fourth chapter. I didn't read it, because we're not going to break it down, and I just wanted to slam through the end of the fourth chapter. I also didn't read it because I expected you to comprehend, grab everything, and then run with it. I read it to show you that there's this long paragraph at the end of the fourth chapter in which Paul says, this is the stuff you got to do. Now, he doesn't lay it out like, hey, this is what you got to do to be a good preacher. This is what you got to do because God told me to tell you. But he, but there is, there's no passivity to this. This is a pretty... pretty active set of instructions. Paul's not just throwing it out there. He truly believes that Timothy needs to do these things in order to put himself into a place that will, listen to this last phrase, save both yourself and your hearers. Is Paul being a little melodramatic? Maybe. Maybe he's assuming a little much from all he's telling Timothy to do, but he's not asking Timothy to do anything that honestly all of us who are either believers with no ministry, uh, public ministry work to do, or ministers with public ministry work to do, none of these pieces of advice should be taken lightly. Which is why over the next few days, I want to spend a little time with the things Paul thought Timothy needed to do. Namely, pay close attention, he says to yourself. So if he wants him to pay close attention to these things and do them, then I think it's worth at least us paying attention to them and seeing what would these look like in our day-to-day life. Now, tomorrow on the podcast, we'll introduce to you the long sermon coming on Sunday. I hope you have a great day. God bless.